my friends. Welcome to episode 36 of Yins Are Good, the podcast that shares all of the good stuff, the good news going on out there, and the good people who are making it so. I am your host, Tressa Glover, coming to you from Pittsburgh, PA. And speaking of the Berg, okay, I got to give a shout out, send huge congratulations to the Mount Lebanon Blue Devils High School football team because on December 11th, they became state champs, the PIAA Class 6A state champions, to be exact. Uh, This is for the first time ever they did this. And so, well, of course, there was a parade for them uh, when they got back into town because they were out in Hershey, PA. And I do live in the South Hills, as I've mentioned on the show before. So I was able to stop by the parade. And even better, I was able to have a very short chat with one of the parade goers. Listen in. Okay, so what is your name? Um, McKenna Wirtz. McKenna Wirtz. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And whose picture? Um, This is my brother, Matthew Wirtz. Your brother, Matthew Wirtz? Yes. I wish wish this were a visual, of course, but it's a podcast. So Matthew, let me guess, plays. Yes. Oh my God. So how are you feeling? Um, I'm very excited. It's his senior year, so it was his last football game. So oh it was very God. sad, but also very exciting. Oh my God. So what did it feel like when you were watching it? Did you watch um, it? Were you there? Were you? Here? Yes, I was there. Oh my gosh. So we, um, no, it was it was very um, it was fun. It was. It got, it got nerve-wracking at some points, but no, it was very fun. Pittsburgh was, sports, they yes. have to be a little nerve-wracking. Yes, it was uh, very fun. Well, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Yes, enjoy this. This is so fun, right? Thank you. Awesome, yes. yeah. So cool. So congratulations to all of you for all of your hard work, your teamwork. And also congratulations to St. Joseph's Prep, who are in Philly, who were... Uh, Mount Lebanon's opponents, they, uh, St. Joseph's Prep, have actually reached the finals in eight out of the last nine seasons, and they've actually won states six times. So, you know, they're okay, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, well done, Blue Devils. Yins are good. Now, what do I have in store for you today? Lots of good stuff, that's for sure. So our Kindness Crate uh, made another stop, this time to a local business. Hmm. So I've got some kindness notes to share with you. And you're going to hear from our friends at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. You're going to hear specifically about what they're doing in Market Square uh, this Christmas time about one of Santa's virtual houses, Santa's Zoom house that they've set up through Christmas. And actually, it's a a two-parter with the food bank. You'll be hearing my complete interview with them, well, specifically with Ronell Hunt uh, from the food bank. And he's awesome. You're going to hear more in our next episode that drops December 30th. And then, wait, there's more? Yes, there is. My wonderful conversation with John Vento and Rick Dolnak from Band Together Pittsburgh. And their vision and mission is to use music to inspire and enrich the lives of those on the autism spectrum by providing innovative programming and vocational opportunities. 
Okay, this organization is fantastic. Just wait till you hear about all of the work that they're doing. And finally, say it with me, name that neighborhood. That's right. And Don returning once again. Oh, with all of the joy and fervor he always brings to the game. We'll, uh, we'll see how he does this time. And that's what I got for you. But if I may say, I'm hoping you've got something for me as well, meaning some stories of kindness, some stories of goodness, some good news that we want to pass along and share with all of our listeners. Now, we haven't been receiving as many as of late. Totally fine. I understand, especially around this time of year. Everything is so hectic. But if you do think of it, give us a call. Leave us a voicemail on our automated line 1-833-399-GOOD or email us yinsaregood at gmail.com. Let us know about a time when someone made your day better, made your life better an act of kindness that made you smile, that lifted you up, maybe something that you witnessed someone do for someone else. We really do want to hear it. That, after all, is what we're here for. And I want to let you know that there is a very cool announcement coming up uh, awaiting you at the end of the show. So do be sure to keep your ears peeled. (laughs) It's not peeled. Keep your eyes peeled. You keep your ears open and listening to, oh, if Don were here right now, um, just be ready to listen some more at the end. So, oh my goodness, I think it's time to just get to it. Yes. Let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to our kindest crate. So it is back from its latest adventure at Salon Vivace in Mount Lebanon. A lot of Mount Lebanon in this episode so far today. Uh, Thank you to Glenn and to the entire staff there for hosting our crate for a little while. And listeners, uh, I do want to let you know about uh, a very good thing that Salon Vivace is doing. They are now a year-round collection site for new or gently used clothing items, all ages, all sizes, And this is in partnership with Beachview Presbyterian Church. I actually dropped off some clothes there the other day. So year-round, you can make donations there. They are on Washington Road right there in Mount Lebanon. And now let's open that crate. And we have four notes to share with you. And just a reminder, we ask folks just to share an act of kindness that maybe someone did for them or that they witnessed someone doing for someone else. If they want to talk about someone who changed their life or made their life better in some way. Uh, And all of these are anonymous, actually. And so the first one, I was in the park with my toddler and he was throwing a tantrum. I was getting really frustrated. And then an older woman, a stranger, stopped and said, you're doing just fine. That connection in that moment meant the world to me. Hmm. Then another one says, my mom, she is the reason I'm still alive. The next one here, 
When my husband died, my neighbors not only brought hot meals over for a week, but they also brought everyday items like paper towels, toilet paper, and soap, which was so helpful during that difficult time. And our last one here, I had to decipher it a little bit, but I think I, think I got it. Uh, it says, A man brought his disabled sister-in-law in for her services at Salon Vivace, and while he waited there for her, he saw another woman come in for her haircut and manicure. He went to the receptionist and paid for that woman's entire visit anonymously. When the woman went to pay and was told what this stranger did, she smiled and cried with joy. Hmm. Kindness abounds. How wonderful. And thank you to those of you who took a few moments uh, when you're at Salon Vivace to jot these stories down and, and share them with us. And so to all of those folks mentioned in these kindness notes and to the staff at Salon Vivace, yins are good. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready as ready gets. So. <laughs> Let's do it. So first, here we are. Ronell Hunt from the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Absolutely. Bank. Love it. First of all, thank you. Thank you. It's so nice to meet you and... Like we were saying before, face-to-face yes, talking. Yes, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of us really missed it. And I think especially like around the holiday season is really when you do want to see like a lot of people face-to-face. So even like coming down here to the Market Square area or wherever you're at, especially around the holidays, it does really good when you get to see people like face-to-face. So. Yeah, absolutely. It does our hearts good, I think. So like you said, Market Square. So you want to tell us where we are? What are we standing in front of or what are we? Yeah. So, so right, right now where we're standing in front of, and, and I don't know if you'll be able to like smell it even through the audio, but gingerbread <laughs> cookies, gingerbread houses are right in pretty much the heart of Pittsburgh, the Market Square area. But right here, particularly where we are, is where Santa hosts his Zoom with millions of kids all around the area. As we know, Santa is a very busy guy around this time of the season, but he's really trying to make up for a lot of us to really miss that one-on-one time, especially with our family and maybe not getting the gifts that we really wanted during the pandemic. So while he's in the North Pole, he's also making time to meet with us here, especially all the Pittsburghers here, right here in the Market Square area. He has one of actually what we call his remote houses right here in the Market Square area. If you're ever down here, big building, red carpet, Makes you feel really warm and fuzzy inside and want a glass of milk and cookies. <laughs> That's oh, where does. we are right now. It does. And how long is it? How long is this here? So so this this will actually be here running all the way up until Christmas. So okay. we actually started this right in about the mid-late part of uh, November. And it's going to be running all the way through about that latter portion of December. So with with the partnership with people, you know, People's Gas and then so many others, we've been really fortunate to be able to have this time, especially with our help from partners like People's Gas, to bring this thing together, help with downtown uh, downtown partnership to bring this thing together to give people this warm feeling that thing all of us have been missing so rather you're right behind santa zoom house where you'll find our notorious ice skating area or even right here in the market square area there's something fun for everyone to do even when it comes to vendors and you being able to get the things that you've been looking for oh we love it so yes 
folks have to come down. Absolutely. So, you know, just for anyone that comes out to the Market Square area, please feel free. You cannot miss it. It's right in front of our, uh, it's right in front of the ice skating rink down here in Market Square. You'll see Santa's Big Red Zoom House. There's going to be a sign up there that says Santa Zoom. Yeah. Uh, also within that, there is an opportunity that you can uh, you can suggest to donate an amount of $5 to the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. That's going to help us go a long way as well. What a lot of people don't know is that even with just a small portion of it, you know, we talked about going to our website, pittsburghfoodbank.org. There's opportunities to donate. Even just $1 goes a long way. The way that everything is, is separated within us and how we work with our different partners to receive food, that one dollar can stretch up to about five meals or so just for one family so just one dollar goes a long way but imagine what can happen even if just all of us just gave ten dollars all of us gave if we could a hundred or anything that you can give yeah. one cent can go a long way let alone a dollar let alone ten let alone a hundred and we've been very fortunate to partner with different agencies and partnerships to say okay let's really take this to the next level mm -hmm. and um, I think even even beyond that if you go to our website there's a there's a um, there's a tab that goes beyond food. So how can we help you beyond food? We have multiple agencies that will be able to walk you down, such like Adagio Health that's able to help with, it comes to screenings and everything like that. Uh, People's Natural Gas that we've helped partner with them. So many different ways that we're able to partner even outside of food that once again goes back to how can we give people back to sustainability? Yes, we can help you with food, but here's so we can help you in other walks of life. So when we do hear people's testimony and we and you know we have commercials airing, or if you go to our YouTube page, people are willfully sharing their stories. That does us good to know we can just be a small part of the solution. And, and I think we we can all have a role. You don't just have to work with the food bank, but we all can have a role in being someone's solution to it. So mm, absolutely. Thank you so much no, thank for you. everything. And coming up next, my interview with the folks from Band Together Pittsburgh. So I was not familiar with this organization until I met Rick Dolnak, whom you'll hear from in just a moment. And he started telling me all about it. And I do have a personal connection uh, to with autism. Uh, my nephew, Will, is on the spectrum. And also, I may have mentioned... In a previous episode, uh, my mom was a special education teacher. She taught science uh, for almost 40 years. Uh, and my mom uh, would often take my sister Debbie, who's Will's mom, <laughs> and me to her schools to meet and play with the kids whose needs just varied greatly, including those with autism. So I really was thrilled to learn about this organization and to get to sit down with them in person, sit down uh, with John and Rick. And also, I want to give special thanks to Jim Patelski, Eugene Titus, and Michael, 10-year-old Michael, um, who's involved with the program there. Um, and just thank you, um, all they did to help everything run smoothly as I was recording with them. So here we go. Let me make sure that I'm rolling. All right. All right. That Test is. one, two. <laughs> Are we check, all? Check one, two. Is it working? Uh, it is working. It is working. Okay. Hooray. Here we are. Yeah, here oh, we are. Hi. <laughs> it's nice to see smiling faces. It is. And to get to do this in person. So thank you, first of all. Before we jump into Band Together Pittsburgh, which I cannot wait to talk about, could 
we talk about the space uh, where we are currently recording? Because sure. it's awesome. Steamworks Creative. Yeah, in, in beautiful downtown Gibsonia, PA. That's right. That's right. Right on yeah. Route 8. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Steamworks Creative is a community listening room, and our primary focus here is live music. And live music professionals, and also we have a lot of folks that uh, just like to come up and play. We have a lot of different opportunities for that, including open mics and guitar circles and so on. But we have um, stand-up comedy, and we do some corporate stuff where we have meetings. And it's an all-volunteer staff, mm -hmm. and we like to keep our venue looking great, clean, and we have a great sound system. And yeah. today we're hosting you in this terrific podcast so thank you Aww, thank for you. making the drive out to our neck of the woods <laughs> anytime anytime i love it in here so okay talking about band together pittsburgh which yeah. is connected to this very building that we're talking about so oh it is yeah. yeah but can we first listeners let's find out who i'm talking to exactly so do you want to take a second and just each of you talk about yourselves and what your role is within band together pittsburgh and then we'll talk more about it. sure i'm john vento one of the co-founders of the organization and um, basically, we have a great team at Band Together Pittsburgh. All of our board members have, uh, well, not all, but most have uh, direct involvement with autism. And uh, it's just a great organization that creates music programs for folks on the spectrum. Mm. That's me. Mm. <laughs> Hi, and I'm, I'm Rick Dolnak. And uh, my primary function with Band Together is that I am the host and MC of the Spectrum Talent Search, which has kind of gotten derailed a bit because of COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, we're hoping to get it back going uh, soon. A uh, little bit on my background, I worked with Special Olympics for years, and uh, I was on the board of the Westmoreland County Special Olympics and was their track and field coach. And so I'm very much used to working with people on the spectrum and other people like that. And uh, I'm just, I was just captivated by band together and uh, the performers. They're just fantastic. Mm. I can't say enough about them. I love it. So let's, let's just dive into it, shall we? Although maybe I, I could ask, when was, this, when was this founded and what was the inspiration for it? I think 2016, maybe. Okay. And the we inspiration, can go with that. I'm, I'm, I'm in the uh, world of music and I have a band called the Needs Hotel Band. Mm -hmm. And we had some friends, I have some friends that had children that were on the spectrum, but were musicians. So we had a gig one night at a place called Moondogs yes. in Blonox, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, at this gig, in the middle of the show, we invited up some of these young folks to basically replace our musicians with a drummer, a keyboard player, and a guitarist. And they played a few songs. Um, and it just so happened that Ron Esser, a.k.a. Moondog, was there that night. He normally isn't. You know, he's jumping between his two venues, the Starlight Lounge, which is down the street, and Moondog's a music venue. And after the show, he, his exact words were, what the hell was that? <laughs> and I said to him, well, those are some young people. They're autistic or they're on the spectrum, but uh, they're musicians, and they came and practiced with the band, and it was fun having them. Well, I didn't know, but he had an autistic son. Oh. So... That is the shortest way I can tell you that that's, there's a long story. That's the short story <laughs> of how it all happened. Ah. And we started, we actually had our very first event was here at Steamworks. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was an open mic. Like you would see open stage, open mic. And we threw something on Facebook. 
and they started pouring in and well we had instruments a drum kit and we had some guitar amps and away we went mm. and so what are so we're talking about the open mic what are some other should i say programs or events i know you have different things that yeah, you do throughout the year we do we the open mic is a a very steady once a month kind of event it's yeah. a social function just as much, much as a music function. Rick's going to talk about a program he brought to us called Spectrum Talent Search. Uh, we also have a DJ training program where we train folks on the spectrum to become professional DJs. And I mean professional. So they go to um, parties or graduation events or whatever, and we have all the equipment and the computers, and, and they do their homework on the kind of music, and then we pay them. So our, all of our DJs are paid for the events. If somebody wants to make a donation from that organization, we gra uh, gratefully accept it. But mm -hmm. uh, we have drum circles, therapeutic drum circles. Um, I'll, before I turn it over to Rick, but one program I'm really proud of, a scholarship uh, fund that we have for folks that maybe are a little less fortunate and they have children on the spectrum that want to get into music. Right now we have four students. We have two drummers and two keyboard players. So we get them instruments. Okay. And then they go to uh, a teacher for lessons who is certified and has all the um, requirements. And then we monitor that. So the deal is real simple. We buy the instruments, and if the student stays with it for a year, then they own the instrument. If they quit before that year, then we get the instrument back. Mm. Seems so, fair. That seems very yeah, fair. Yeah, and yeah. And the families love it. Yeah. They don't have to have the resources for... for uh, having the lessons or the instruments, we, we fund all that. Ah, oh, is that them. wonderful? Yeah. I love that. And then I want to turn it over to Rick, and he yes. can talk about Spectrum Talent Search. Tell us more, Rick. Well, Spectrum <laughs> Talent Search, um, because of the open stage nights and things like that, and I saw the talent that was performing there, I uh, my brother-in-law lives in Nashville and has a program that was called Nashville Rising Song. And it was basically a contest for local people in Nashville to uh, perform. Uh, and I thought that was a great idea and I talked to him about it and uh, we decided to move forward with Spectrum Talent Search. We have a, a several different categories of performers. We have vocalists, people who only do vocals. We have uh, instrumentalists, people who don't sing and just play their instruments. We have um, people who do both. We have bands, hmm. uh, which is multiple performers at one time. And then... Two comedians. We have... Ah. Well, that was going to be the next thing I said was <laughs> the fact that we had... Um, we've got some comedians. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we've got, in addition to comedians, we actually have other people who perform who do monologues and hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. So we broke it down into all those different categories. I am constantly amazed, even though I'm working with them and I should be familiar with them, I am constantly amazed at the talent that is there initially, hmm. but even more so the talent that after working with the program, how much of an improvement hmm. there is. And it's, it's absolutely incredible. Our folks that may be a little more experienced in music, we put them on stages. Last summer, we had three nights down at the um, 
what did they? What was that called? The Allegheny Overlook? Did you see yeah. that? Oh, yes, on the street. Oh, they closed outside. Duquesne. Oh, it was right. awesome. Yep. So we had three Wednesdays in a row with Band Together Pittsburgh. Awesome. And we had um, local great acts like Stevie Wellens and Cheryl, Cheryl Renovato. And I had a night with Bob Ziggarelli and Shirley and Hawk. And we had uh, Jimmy Adler. Shirley and Hawk, mm -hmm. I know her. Oh, you know Shirley? I do. Yeah, I do a lot with, with her, a lot oh, of music with her. But in those three nights, we had a Band Together Pittsburgh performer featured in each show. Um, we have a major fundraising concert coming up on December 18th at the Oaks Theater, Christmas concert, which I'll give you information on. Great. And um, three of our Band Together Pittsburgh performers will be on that stage. And what ages are we talking here? We're talking about, are these people of all ages? Oh, yeah. 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 What is our, what on this... We probably have some six and seven year olds. Uh, we, mm. Yeah, right. Uh, George, well, George is growing up before our George, eyes. George, he's what nine or ten. Or? I don't know how old George is, but he's uh, he is one of the people that has improved. He's a, he's one of our drumming students. Oh, nice. uh, he is he is just incredible. I was talking to his mother, and uh, she said that before he started with working with band together, he would just sit around and pound on things. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it was just natural that he would be a drummer. And the first time I saw him perform, it was nice, but he even sat in with you and uh, yeah, he came. Cheryl, Cheryl Ann Hawk and I and Bob Ziggler, and we did a show here, and he came and did some percussion. Yeah, we have that on video, don't we, Jim? We we'll have to we we'll have to publish that. And, oh. uh, and, but, and but we'll go from young. You know, they're six, seven, eight-year-olds that just go up and have fun. And, mm -hmm. and, and I think uh, our oldest performer is in their mid-30s. But, I mean, there, mm -hmm. there is no, the point is, there's no age limit at all. And, wow. No. And, it's... and when you were talking, too, curious uh, about the DJ training program. Mm -hmm. that's, I, lo I just love that, and that's a little, you know, different, a little bit of an offshoot from the musician end of it. Mm -hmm. So... How does that work? Well, we were really, prior to COVID, you know, yeah. I don't want to say that too many times during <laughs> this podcast. I know. But we were really becoming, well, a fine-oiled machine. So we have uh, Moondog heads up the training with with uh, the DJ training, along with uh, our Justin Capazzoli and, and some others that have been trained. Um, so we, we're, we basically, if, if someone is interested in becoming a DJ, we either do it in small small groups, or now we prefer one on one. Mm. So how does it work? It's training. So you go through the whole setup, you know, with a small PA, with the laptop computer, with the microphones, and so on. And um, when we we have on our website, you'll see it if you go to bandtogetherpgh.org. It says book a DJ, and you go on there and you fill out a form. And you send it in, and then we respond with what type of event it is. Uh, and uh, normally, that we have right now two groups of DJs that are like like Justin can go on his own, and uh, we call them the Melons Girls, me, Mimi, and uh, and Nicole, and Aaron. Uh, they go on their own to mm -hmm. an event, but we want to have a lot more DJs. Okay. And they'll most likely be accompanied by a parent or an associate, a band together Pittsburgh. Or sure. That's what I was going to gonna ask if, in, if it's all in any of the cases where it can be someone who is able to go themselves or if they are it's accompanied. Both. Yeah, it's that's both. great. Right now, both of our DJ groups are, they can go on their own. Mm -hmm. uh, Justin drives and he's a sound man here at Steamworks and he's a musician in his own right. 
and uh, Mimi and Nicole and Aaron, they kind of go as a team. Uh, James helps out. Uh, Moondog's son loves the DJ program. Mm -hmm. And he'll go along and help out and, yeah. and run some songs. Uh, I was going to say spin some records, but I don't think we do that anymore. <laughs> no. It's coming back. Yeah. Right? Well, Aren't they kind of, I don't know. Yeah, it's no, coming it's back popular. for the. Uh, I guess at home. It's like people, you know, to have yeah. them at home. And, and the, the big, but... big league DJs that have, I guess they do it in front of an arena. Oh, that's Are true. they called DJs? What are they called? Oh, MCs. Are they? Yeah. Well, they're actually the ones that have the disc, so they you would think they would be disc jockeys. Yeah, they're the real deal. <laughs> Those cats. Right. But yeah. uh, but we, we, we're we hoping that next year to get, <coughs> excuse me, to get back on track and um, get more DJs trained. I know that Pastor Greg's son, mm -hmm. uh, Benj, is very interested in DJ training, and we have about four yep. or five other inquiries on that. Mm -hmm. and it's, I good, it. it's good stuff. And just, and just listening to you, part of what... what stands out to me is how everyone you're just naming everyone first name and what it just oh, know, we're a shows to me is the no, family that's what i was going to say i just yeah. you know i was feeling that anyway but then even the more that you talk it's like this is a family this is it's just really nobody nice gets paid nobody the djs yeah. get paid yeah. and when our guys perform they get paid that's yeah. part of our mission we want them to feel like professionals and be compensated mm -hmm. but our whole board our whole staff complete volunteers um mm. And we've been so blessed. And then people like Rick come out of the blue and say, I have an idea for this or for that. And that's how we've grown. And but. so for people who are listening, you mentioned the website, and we'll have it in our show notes as well, of okay. course. Um, but speaking of volunteers or people who want to help, in addition, of course, I was going to say, or if someone's listening, who mm -hmm. said, oh, I would love to either for myself or someone who I know wants to become part of this and do, what's the best way for people to reach out to you or... Well, I think, my, I think, I'm not sure, but I think my phone number's on the website. But if they go to bandtogetherpgh.org and send in a note or an inquiry, I'll call them. Yeah. You know, because they put their phone number yeah. on the form. Yeah. And I'll call them. And I can tell you so many incredible stories where, you know, someone will call and say, well, my son, all, all he does is video games and he doesn't leave his bedroom and he's 19 years old, and, but he likes music, but I can't get him out of the house. And we'll meet with them. You know, mm -hmm. we'll say, well, let's get together, and uh, where, what part of town do you live in? And, and a year later, next thing you know, he, that, that son is at every open mic. Yep. He's <laughs> yeah. DJing, yep. or he's involved yep. with helping us at the Blues Festival, Thursday yeah. nights at the Shrine, our yeah. concerts. Yeah, he's he, involved with production. Yeah. I, we don't have time to tell you the, like, this many of the same exact story. I, I believe, and actually on your website, I did see you have a testimonials page which parents. could be a book i you know yeah. I'm, I'm picture it could be its own right um and so i encourage our listeners to check it out and i will probably share some in the episode actually, I w that I would be great because it really is it just it it all it says it all there just from the few that you're, yeah. you know the, that you're able to put up there although you do have several which is good and, and i want to mention you know rick when he brought us the uh, his timing was perfect even, even though we've not launched the first uh uh spectrum talent search video yet but we will very soon mm -hmm. but with covid we went to the Zoom, or what did we do? We had to send in videos to, yes. to Jim, who's our production guy that does so much for being together. Mm -hmm. So we have a few virtual open mics on our website, including a Christmas show, where there's me and Moondog and James, and we're hosting it. And when things got a little better with COVID, we immediately got back to the live open mics and thinking, well, that's what everybody liked best. Well, it turned out that we were right and we were wrong. Hmm. We learned from the families 
that the kids loved seeing themselves on YouTube <laughs> and showing their friends and showing of mom and dad course. and showing grandma that they <laughs> right. love seeing themselves on YouTube. So then Rick, um, it's been about a year or, yeah. you know, right after Christmas last year, came with the idea. And uh, I was like, yeah, this is what we want to do. So we're going to make individual videos on the Spectrum Talent Search. We're going to make them look like stars and feel like stars. And uh, the person producing the videos is Alex Collinger, who's on the Spectrum. Mm -hmm. He owns his own video production company called Elva Media. Uh, and uh, we're going to get Alex to... How many performers did you film so far? We've got about a dozen. About 12? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, for example, I tell the story all the time of uh, Patrick, keyboard player, singer, and he got up and played a song, and I believe he actually wrote the song. And he played the song, and it was great. And he finished the song, and he starts pounding away on a keyboard, and he's playing the Warner Brothers cartoon theme song. And then, Person he, and he, then does he starts doing voices. voices. He does voices. He does Bugs Bunny and yeah. Daffy Duck. Yes. And, and then he, <laughs> he stops that. And he starts playing the Simpsons theme. <laughs> yeah. And and it's like, well, we can't have him just in this category. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And Joe comes up and sings a song and then he does a monologue. Yeah, he's an actor. He's and in he's stage right and uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Joe's he's 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 yeah. not and then Joe and Patrick and Justin were invited at a symposium at Duquesne University. Mm -hmm. They brought in people from all over the country, the musicians that were on the spectrum, and they were invited to speak and to perform. Um, and there's so many others. I mean, we yeah. keep yeah, naming these same course. names over yeah. and over. Well, <laughs> but there, yeah, but, of course. But I mean, there's Kelly, who we love. She she comes to the open mic and always has something really, really powerful to say. Hmm. And um, and she loves Disney songs. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she performs those. Uh, Xavier, who yeah, this guy, yeah. I, he, he's a soul singer. I mean, he does. He'll and, kill Marvin Gaye songs all day long. And he'll be at the Oaks Theater. Performing. He's one oh, of the people. He's one of the people that he, he may very well be the most improved performer that we have. Mm. Yeah, his he voice has is, really come along. At the way. Oaks, I, I, I've had some. I've got lots of problems in my life, but I've had some vocal struggles. So I called Xavier's mother and said, "Hey, maybe he could." Join me on my songs. Hey. Yeah, that makes my life easier. Trust me, <laughs> this guy. Yeah, yeah, and we have so many. Um, yeah. You know, Ben's playing acoustic guitar Ben's and singing. Yes, um, I, I hate to name names because mm -hmm. you know you forget folks. Of course. Uh, Dante and uh, Justin. Justin's going to be back with us next week. Justin Loss, who's a different Justin. You know, there, there's just so many of them that are just so talented, yeah. and some of them. Uh, one of the things that I'm really happy about the talent search is the fact that there were people who found out about the talent search who didn't know right the didn't rest even know didn't know the rest of what we did band together ah. and there was one uh, I think his name was Patrick he came in a one different night, Patrick different Patrick <laughs> yeah <laughs> he came in one night he had a plastic bag with him and he reached in the plastic bag and he pulled out a black cape and I kind of looked and thought, okay, well, I don't know what this is going to be. Hmm. Then he reached in the bag and he put on a Phantom of the Opera mask. 
and did, what is it, the music of the night? Yes. And he did it and just blew me away. You filmed that one, didn't you, Jim? We, we have yeah. that one on oh, film. Jim filmed and a lot of them. It was if just, not most of them, yeah. It was just incredible. And I didn't, I had yeah, you, no idea who this young man was. And, I love and it. when I said something to his father, because his father was there, he was mm -hmm. like, wait a minute, you do this all the time? Uh, and I said, yeah, we have open stage. And every yeah. every release once a month. And you we know. take the open mic. The board, our board made a decision a few months ago to begin to move locations around Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've been here at Steamworks. Pastor Greg, who's on our board, uh, is the pastor at the uh, Trinity uh, Lutheran Church up in uh, Natrona Heights. Last month, we were in Sewickley at the Tall Family Theater, okay, which yeah. was fabulous. We were at Calvary um, Community Church in uh, the north side. Mm -hmm. um, on Monday of this week, I am going to visit a venue in Robinsontown Center. It's mm -hmm. a, um, I guess it's a chocolate factory or something, and the guy has music. And so he reached out to us. So we are looking for a venue in the South Hills, if there's anybody out okay. there. Okay. So a venue for us, we, we obviously don't want to go to bars. Right. You know, and we don't want to pay any money. So, right. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude, but no, we do not no. rent these spaces. They are all community-oriented. Right. Mm -hmm. they, are, they are donated uh, to us. We order pizza in, and we get soft drinks, and everything's for free for everybody. Yeah. So if you, you're a South Hills chick. I am. That's yeah, why. Listeners, obviously, anybody out there, too, yeah. who, you know. And church halls, that's why you'll hear us mention great, some church yeah, halls because yeah, they're yeah. so wonderful, so supportive yeah, right. of these kind of events. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's so wonderful what you're doing. It's such a, a unique opportunity and such an important one for, you know, that I think where these folks are able to learn and grow and show their talents in mm -hmm. an atmosphere that they know is safe and that they're understood and that everything's being, I just There's no judgment. Right. And yeah. there's one other yeah. giant benefit. Way beyond the music and all that, we've been blessed to create a family. Hmm. So you figure none of us knew each other five years ago. So all wow. these names that we're mentioning, we didn't even know each other. That meant mm -hmm. that these peop these young people didn't know each other. Right. Many of them had no friends. Like we, we've had Kelly on this stage stand up and say, well, I don't have any friends, but when I come here, I feel like I'm... Yeah. I'm yep. welcome and I'm loved, right? Yep. It gets to you, yep. <laughs> right? Yeah. Kelly has friends now. You know, she walks in, everybody, hey, Kelly, it's like the Cheers bar. Uh, <laughs> many of them interact outside of Band Together, which we, we, we encourage that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's just been, that's probably been even more powerful than the performance thing. Mm -hmm. That's been even more significant. Mm -hmm. So, Well, it... it it creates a confidence in them, uh, an courage. I call courage, them courageous. Uh, you know yeah. uh, that that a lot of times gets buried, and mm -hmm. and I've seen that over the years uh, mm -hmm. working with Special Olympics for a lot of years. I saw the same thing, you know the 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 family type atmosphere that's created mm -hmm. by these things, and it really really does yeah. help. There's a lot of love in our organization, yeah. and it's across yes. the board. And that's clear, and it starts, yeah. I mean, obviously it's, it starts with you, literally, one well, of the founders, but with Rick, I mean, it's, it's just so clear. And the volunteers we have, and, you mm -hmm. know, my co-founder, Moondog, Ronnie Esser, isn't here right now, but we're so on the same wavelength. And our board, as I mentioned yeah. to you, there's, there's nobody getting paid. We're all dedicating this time because it's meaningful for us. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you paying me a nice compliment, but I... 
I, it's everybody that's part of it. And if you ever came to an open mic, you'll, you'll like oh, say, I gotta come. those I guys are a lot nicer than Vento. Yeah. <laughs> you'll say that. Trust me. <laughs> Thank you Thank so you. much Thank for this. You. This has just it's, been, yeah. again, to learn more about this, it's incredible. So, listeners, we're going to talk even more about it in the episode and give you more info. Yeah, um, and if, Thank you. you. Know, looking for more people. Absolutely. Yeah, we want to grow and yeah. we want to, you know, continue to move around the city. We also want to get into more urban communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but step at a time. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Baby steps. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as I mentioned in our talk there, uh, I do want to share with you some of these testimonials that are on Band Together Pittsburgh's site. We have from Lisa and Christopher Brozek. We love Band Together Pittsburgh because they are there to help lift up, inspire, and give confidence to our children, letting them have fun and to be themselves, no questions asked. There is a sense of connection a place where you are always welcomed with a wonderful support system for both the individuals and their parents. And Carolyn Van Cott says, My son Patrick and I have been so grateful for the presence of Band Together in our lives. It has given him opportunities to perform with people on and off the autism spectrum. Equally importantly, it has been an opportunity for social interactions with like-minded people. For me, Just being in a room with other parents of individuals with autism who love music, who feel the same empowerment for music that Patrick does, has been a godsend. I truly value the friendships I have made thanks to Band Together. And Yuritsa Lugo says, Band Together means to us happiness, good memories, extended family, music, love, inclusion. Band Together helped my son to develop his talents, to give him the tools and the exposure to show his drumming talent. You are an awesome group, and I would like more people in more places to know about the group. When words fail, music speaks. How beautifully said. And John also did mention their upcoming Christmas show. Now, it will be, as this drops, tomorrow, December 18th, so you know if you're around, uh, at 8 p.m., but it's at the Oaks Theater in Oakmont, and it is something for the whole family. So even if you're listening to this, of course, after that date, do please check them out. Go to their website uh, for any of the upcoming open mics and such, as they talked about. there, Don. Good morning, Tressa. <laughs> How are you? I'm well. How are you? How are you? I'm good. Why, why did you ask me a second, a follow-up? Because I can't I, tell because your said, eyes are closed and the <laughs> eyes are the windows to, to the, the soul. soul. And yes. I can't tell how you are. I, I'm using my inflections to project uh, to you how well I am this morning. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's valid. Mm-hmm. That's valid. How are you feeling about this? What? <laughs> what are we doing? Name I thought we were just chatting. That Aww. neighborhood. Oh, yay. There it is. Name that neighborhood. Woo. Oh, wow. I'm going to use that as a little sound bite. It's a, uh, you know. Uh, would you like to know the neighborhoods from which you are choosing? I will. It'd be like an early Christmas gift. Okay. Mm-hmm. The one that keeps on giving. It, it sure does. 35 episodes and counting. Now, what episode are you on? Again, do you listen to the podcast? Uh, this would be 36. Okay. 
Great. So, what makes sense... <laughs> oh, we've had 35. And counting. And counting. Okay. Okay. We're getting off to a good start. Okay. This the holiday atti- the attitude, season. D- dial back the attitude. <laughs> I do listen. Occasionally. <laughs> the neighborhoods are Blonox. Oh, Blonox. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And Natrona Heights. Okay. What? No, I know nothing. I don't even know where Natrona Heights is. Uh, really? So I'm going to preface okay. this episode with that. Okay. Blonox. Yeah. You're familiar. Familiar. Pianos okay. and stuff. That's right. Yeah. Wait, let me make sure. Okay, that's not a statement of fact. Oh, that, good. We've, that's happened before. Yeah, I know. Um, well, this is going to be great. Let's just dive right into it. I, I wish you would. Mm. Are there four or five questions? Statements of fact. Five. Uh, okay. number one the original village of this neighborhood was built as a company town by the pennsylvania salt manufacturing company in the 1850s the company started with two salt wells blonox You were quick on that, too. I was. Confident, which is good. I, I, I know very little about either one. Yeah. I, I know nothing about one neighborhood mm-hmm. and one place of business in the mm-hmm. other neighborhood. And that's okay. We're all going to learn together. Sure. It's going to be a, it's gonna be a bad episode, dear oh, listeners. Or a great episode, because I get to hear the, that sound you over might, and over. You might. Okay, so it is true. It's Neutrona Heights. Uh, now, back way back then, it was known as East Tarentum. So... Mm-hmm. Penn Salt, as this company became known as, so it was Pennsylvania Salt Manufacturing Company, became known as Penn Salt. It actually manufactured chemicals. Salt was only produced as an intermediary step in that process, but the company was chartered as a salt works because there was no provision at the time for chartering a chemical company. So that's how they got around it. It's very interesting, I think. So they hoped to profit by manufacturing soda ash, and selling it in the Mississippi River Valley, of course, uh, the location chosen was because of its abundance of salt and coal, and of course, the accessibility to both rail and water to move the product westward. You keep saying, of course, as if this should be common knowledge for most people. <laughs> I've said it so many times. I think I meant, of course, because of the location, because of the location to rail and water. Sure. But I said it too many times. You said so it. So my apologies you, no, to everyone. No, you said it a number of times, meaning that people should know this. Of course you know. Maybe they do. Wow. And so, Am I the only one? It could be. So um, it's true. So it was chosen because, obviously, of the abundance of those natural... <laughs> no, you said obviously obvious. this time. Cool. Way to kick a guy when he's down. You got the question wrong. Of course it's in Natrona Heights, and obviously you would know this if you were paying attention. In 1855, it was suggested that they package caustic soda, otherwise known as lye, for home soap makers. They called it saponifier. It sold very well, and in honor of this product, this is where I'm going with all of this, the town's name was changed from East Tarentum to... Natrona, Natrona, deriving from the Greek word natron, meaning soda. Obviously. 
I mean, who doesn't know that? Mm, of course. So that was a really, I could have, I, you know, I could have written that better. But uh, the point I thought was cool was where Natrona got its name. It actually comes from a word meaning soda because that's what they were making a lot of there. And that's what it became known for. That's the takeaway from this, Don. Yeah. Okay. We'll just go on to number two. Please. I mean, is that probably the best course of action at this point? Obviously. Obviously. On the side of the Starlight Lounge in this neighborhood, you'll find a 50-foot mural which depicts the history of the town, including its industry, architecture, and train lines. Blonox. Okay, now. you're Okay, you're in this. Do you, are you familiar with the Starlight Lounge? I've heard of it, yes. Okay, so maybe that's two that you know. Maybe. Pianos and stuff. So Do they decorate for Christmas? Is that the Christmas? No. Oh. I don't. Um, Bob's Garage? Could that be it? Could be. Um, but this mural, yes, is on the side of the Starlight Lounge on Freeport Road. And it pays homage to the Hoboken train line, the Blah Steel Company, the Knox Welded and Press Steel Company, and the Community. So a couple things there. You're going to tell us how Blahnox got its name. You've played this a couple Uh times. First of all, why Hoboken? You may be wondering. Well. I sure was. (laughs) Hoboken was the original name of the town. And then those other names, we had the Blah Steel Company, the Knox Welded and Press Steel Company. They. I think naming your your company Blah does not. (laughs) (laughs) It does not bode well. Our steel is, yeah, blah. It's all right. Blah. Um, it's actually the last name, B-L-A-W. So it was their family's last name, of course. But, sure. yeah. And Knox was actually K-N-O-X. And in 1917, they merged to form the Blah Knox Steel Construction Company. So when the post office eventually demanded that Hoboken change its name because Hoboken, New Jersey, had a prior claim to that name, the management of the Blah Knox Steel Construction Company asked the people of the town to change its name to Blah Knox, and they did. Huzzah! There you go. So we learned there's a few things there. Um, but back to the mural itself. Uh, it was completed in 2009, and the uh, organization responsible for it was the PNC Moving the Lives of Kids Community Mural Project. And this program employed or employs, I'm actually not sure if it's still around. I hope it is. Um, It employed at-risk youths aged 13 to 18 from throughout Allegheny County, and they worked with more than 50 local artists to create this mural and other public works of art. Uh, And it would start with a community committee picked the historical themes, then the professional artists were brought in. So really a, a true community effort. Very cool. There you have it. And mm-hmm. Blahnox, formerly Hoboken. Uh-huh. Number three. Birdville Field, located in this neighborhood, hosted elite visiting teams like the Havana Red Sox, Honus Wagner's Carnegie Elks, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the legendary Homestead Grays. Natrona Heights. Well, look at you. Look at you not believing in yourself, and you should, because you're right. It's true. So, Birdville Field opened in June 1924, 
And at the time, the local newspaper described it as a, quote, model baseball arena, both in accommodations and in diamond, end quote. Mm. And of the hundreds of men and boys who played there, seven would be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, including the Pirates' Kiki Kyler. Am I pronouncing that right? C-U-Y-L-E-R. I'm most familiar sure. with that one. I mean, I, I, uh, don't, I don't, I've never heard of him. Yeah. Bill McKechnie, Pie Trainer, Honus Wagner, mm-hmm. Paul Wayner, and the Homestead Grays, Cumberland Posey, and Smokey Joe Williams. And I mentioned, too, that it had hosted uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, that they had played there. Why did I say Pittsburgh? Like, we weren't familiar. Um, of course, the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Pirates. Obviously. That was when they actually played there when they were defending the 1925 World when they were the defending 1925 world champions. That's when they played there. Hmm. Up there in Natrona Heights. Yeah. You know, Bird, what, is, what was it? Bird? Birdville. Birdville? Well, Bird's sort of Heights, so Natrona oh, Heights. God. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to keep moving. Number four. This neighborhood hosted a harvest festival on October 9th and a holiday cookie tour on December 4th where folks were encouraged to celebrate the holidays while getting to know their local businesses. Natrona Heights. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, you know. It could be. I mean, it could be any, literally it could be okay. any neighborhood. Well, okay. Are we, you want to write, put that in the comment box? Yeah. Uh, it is Blanox. This Harvest Festival um, included bulb planting, rock painting, there were games, food, of course they had raffles, and they even had free pumpkins for the first 40 kids who came to visit. Oh, that's nice so, Isn't that nice? So when you say harvest, though, I think farmland, and I don't, I think Blahnox is urban. Mm-hmm. So I feel mm-hmm. justified in my choice. Just throwing that out there for the listeners. Mmm! Let's talk about the holiday cookie tour. That was a free event where folks walked around at their leisure uh, and they got a cookie of course at each participating business and they could get their shopping done so it's great so Blanox was even you know amidst all of the you know COVID and all of this they found ways you know they have these outdoor events still going on this very year all right number five this week the community library of Allegheny Valley located in this neighborhood is hosting a show by Bright Star Theater that celebrates holiday traditions from around the globe. Natrona Heights. You've recovered! Hooray! Hooray! Yeah, so uh, the show suggested for grades kindergarten and up. And for those of you listening on the very day this drops, it's tomorrow, December 18th, so go ahead uh, and stop out there. But as they explain uh, the show... Join Nick and Joy in their quest to make it home for the holidays. Their journey brings much more than they ever imagined. Their traditions and holidays which abound throughout winter are celebrated in this show. From Kwanzaa to Christmas to the Festival of Lights, this unique production offers people a look into the celebrations that occur around the globe during this very special time of year. And appropriately named uh, Hallmark-style characters with Nick and Joy. That's right. That's right. So, Don... Yes. That's not too bad, considering, um, by your own admission, uh-huh. you knew really nothing. You knew nothing about one of the neighborhoods. Sure. And not even a whole lot about the other one, and now we do. 
We do. We've learned, obviously. <laughs> I thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time. Oh, I'm sure you will. <laughs> Thanks, John. Welcome. Bye. Bye. And that is going to bring this episode to a close. But first, that very cool announcement I promised at the top of the show. Now, some of you, uh, if you listened to our little, very little, short bonus episode from a couple of days ago, you already know this. But we are having a Facebook Live Christmas episode this Monday, December 20th at 7 p.m. So excited. We just want to have some fun celebrate. Uh, We're going to have a special guest, Tim Hartman, who is a Broadway veteran, Pittsburgh native, um, obviously actor, but also an illustrator and a storyteller and just super good, nice guy. And he currently is in the CLO's production of A Christmas Carol, so he's going to stop by. I also do have some surprises up my Christmas sleeves. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Uh, I do. And also, okay, name that neighborhood live with Don DiGiulio. Oh, boy. Well, we know we, we can't wait for that. I know he sure can't. So, Monday, December 20th, 7 p.m., grab yourself a cup of cocoa, a glass of wine, a glass of eggnog, perhaps some popcorn, whatever you like, and join us. And it'll be cool, too, because you can comment Uh, live there with us and let us know how you're doing and how you know you're enjoying the show and hopefully be able to share some Christmas holiday memories with us as we go so we do plan for it to be from 7 to 8 p.m notice I said plan for because you know technology live but I really am excited and we hope that you're able to join us thank you so much to John Vento and Rick Dolnak of Band Together Pittsburgh. I can't wait to get to some of their open mic nights and meet their musicians. And thank you, Ronell Hunt and the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. Listeners, please do be sure to check our show notes, as always, for all of the info for these fabulous organizations. I am your host, Tressa Glover. And until next time, my friends, be safe, be kind, be good. Special thanks to the Corcoran Collective, Jennifer Zagorich, Debbie Joswiak, Don DiGiulio, and as always, for our most fabulous artwork, Mike Rubino. 